Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Thank you, thank you. Hey, it's great to be in church, hey, just to worship God. So next Sunday, we've only got one morning service at 9.30, so you can sleep in next Sunday morning. Or if you've got your dad around, you can make sure he has breakfast in bed, not on the bed, and, uh, and do stuff. And so we're only going to do one morning service. So we're going to have special items. We're going to have some uh, gifts. There'll be prawns, free prawns for all the dads and a sausage sizzle. So we're just doing the one ninth. So then we'll have the night service as well. So please remember that for next week. If you come at 8.30, you'll be here early and you'll be setting up and cooking the sausages to help us. So that'll be fine. If you want to come early, that's okay. <laughs> But it'll be great to bring your dads along. It'll just be an awesome time um, to come together. I just think God's an amazing God. As we were worshipping earlier, I just, this, this spirit of faith just stirred in my heart. And uh, the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. One of the versions says where the spirit is Lord or where the spirit of the Lord is. Both of them work. So today, I encourage you, make sure that Jesus is Lord in your life because as you do freedom comes and I just saw walls and barriers getting pushed back some of you have been under um, intimidation from the schemes of the enemy because there's so much going on in our media and around our nation at this time but don't be intimidated let the spirit of God within push back those lies those pressures those oppressions in Jesus name Let's pray as we get ready for the word. Lord, I thank you for your presence right now. I thank you where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lord, no weapon formed against us will succeed. And I thank you today for the spirit of faith in this house. Thank you for your presence, oh God, that pushes back the limitations, pushes back the intimidation, those lies of shame and guilt. Lord, I just thank you for your freedom in this house today, setting our hearts at liberty in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's take our seats. As you walked in, um, you would have received a little brochure and some are saying, well, what's that? As everyone would be aware, there is uh, the postal uh, ballot that's uh, planned to start in a couple of weeks' time um, on uh, the definition of marriage, whether we stand for our traditional view, the biblical view, or many others are pushing to change it and, uh, and have same-sex relationships. We're not going to preach about that today, but we want to put some info in your hand. This is put out by the Coalition of Marriage, which is, an organ, which is 80 organisations have got together. Our, our uh, movement of churches, um, the Anglican and Catholic churches in Sydney and many others, and uh, the Christian lobby and so many other organisations have gathered together to stand up for the traditional view of marriage. And they're raising $10 million to have a significant um, promotion to... Balance out all the other stuff that's happening in the media and the intimidation that's going on. So there's some websites there you can uh, check up some more info. Um, the next couple of weeks we'll have more um, clear info of the consequences of a yes or a no vote. And as believers, we just need to be aware. It's not just about relationships. It's about freedom of religion. There are some very serious consequences if the yes vote um, goes through Parliament. Very serious consequences for churches and pastors, and we're already seeing that happen in other countries. And uh, so, we need to really pray. And so, there'll be a day of prayer and fasting, which has been called by the Australian Christian Churches, Pastor Wayne Alcon, I talked to this week, and many other churches are joining in on the 12th of September, the day the ballots are going to start going out. 
So we'll, we'll give you more info on that if you uh, would like to um, research those areas and there's some excellent articles being put out by Pastor Brian Houston, Pastor James McPherson, and many others explaining the challenge and consequences for our nation. We're about speaking the truth in love and tonight there's a panel on and so we'll have some of our team up here and uh, if you guys can flash up that phone number that they can text in, so jot that in if you want to text in a question. We've had some crazy stuff going on about whether kids can talk about Jesus in the playground and all of that in the, in the schools and, and the whole uh, journey that's happening. So if you've got some questions, you can text them in and we're going to have a panel here tonight and uh, so hopefully you can get some more answers and we can pray into that. Okay, we've been doing a series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and it's been lots of fun discovering about uh, uh, the, the various gifts of the Spirit, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. Um, discerning of spirits, working of miracles, gifts of healing. And today we're going to talk about number six, which is the gift of faith. In 1 Corinthians 12, 9, we have the gift of faith. Some of you here last week, and Pastor Andrew Evans preached a great message in one of the services on faith. And uh, an 82-year-old man preaching with all of his heart and passion. How awesome is that? Been serving God for 55 years and it was so good to have him ministering the Word of God here. But the gift of faith, this is one of the power gifts of the Spirit. And they're gifts that do something powerful to break through. It's, the gift of faith is a special faith. It's the faith which comes into a person as a deposit of the Holy Spirit as a special time of need or crisis. So I want to talk about general faith and then the gift of faith that as I talk about it, some of you say, aha, that's what happened when, when God brought me through that challenge or crisis. And I guarantee many of us have had the gift of faith working for a moment or a season and you didn't fully understand it, but you just knew that God was going to come through. And we need that in our hearts and our lives. What is faith? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. Here's that hope word again. It's like God's just telling us all time not to lose our hope. Our hope for and assurance about what we do not see. The Amplified says, Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for or divinely guaranteed. Hey, when God guarantees something, it is guaranteed. Not some of those guarantees you get for that $5 item you buy at uh, one of those uh, cheap stores. Those guarantees aren't worth a real lot. When God guarantees it, and it's the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Another version says it's the confident assurance that something we want or need is going to happen. So it's, it's just having that hope, that faith, knowing that if you've prayed for God to set you free, there's a faith grows that, hey, it's going to happen. You might not know how or when. Well, God's given you a word that some other family members are going to come and experience the freedom you have in Christ. And it's like you just know, no matter what arguments they have, no matter what they say, you just know in your heart God's given you a faith that it's going to happen. And then he'll take you on the journey of what your part is in seeing that happen. By praying, by loving, by sharing, by speaking. It may be a diagnosis comes of a health challenge like Mary Lynn had earlier this year. <coughs> but a faith grows that you know God's going to bring you through. You just know that with somehow, some way, God's going to bring you through into freedom. 
So that's a faith that comes. There's various forms of faith. Number one, there is saving faith or justifying faith. When you experience Jesus and his love, the Bible talks about saving faith in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So for anyone to experience salvation in Jesus Christ, it's faith. Because you can't see God, but you know it's real. Like you can't see the wind out there, but you know it's real. We can't see gravity at work, but we've all learned that works. <laughs> if you, we just know it works. If you slip off your chair, guess which way you're going? You're going down to the floor. Gravity works, but we can't see it. There are all these natural laws, and so there is a spiritual law that when we trust in Jesus, that we are born again. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There are so many people in our community who do not have peace with God. And often they're not at peace with themselves, and often they're not at peace with other people. But God can bring that about. Then we have a different type of faith, which is our daily faith or trust in God. So faith for salvation. Then each day we trust God. We get up every day, the sun's up, and we trust God to meet our daily uh, uh, food, to uh, watch over us, to protect us, and there's our daily faith. Hebrews 11:6 says, But without faith it's impossible to walk with God and please Him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that He rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek Him. Romans 1.17 says, For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith. I love that. It's springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed in a way that awakens more faith. Wow. So it's like you start with faith in God, it leads you to more, and then it keeps awakening more and more where your trust in God gets stronger regardless of what's happening in the media of our nation, regardless of what others would say to you or about you, there's a faith grows in our hearts. As it is written and forever remains written, the just and upright shall live by faith. You can't fully describe it, but it's a reality that grows in your heart and trust. God wants us to walk by faith, not just by circumstances or feelings or the reasoning of our minds. How does faith grow? Hanging out with people of faith like you, that's how faith grows. Hearing each other's stories, reading the Word of God, because says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, by singing amazing songs that are focused on Jesus and have the Scripture, that your faith grows. I know sometimes you walk into church, you've had a busy week, maybe a challenging week, and about by the second song, something's stirring your heart and say, wow, that's been a tough week, but with God, we're going to find a way. And so something stirs in your heart. I love hearing testimonies and other people's stories because they stir your heart. If, it's like if God says, if, that, if it can happen for them, maybe it can happen for you. And even as Mary Lynn was sharing her story today, there's some people here facing health challenges or cancer and her story stirred you to keep believing for breakthrough. Or you've got family members or friends going through significant challenges. Her story stirs your heart with greater faith for breakthrough. Faith's like a muscle. Oh, when we think of muscles, going to the gym, doing that walk every day, doing the gardening, 
If you don't use muscles, guess what? They get weaker and they really hurt when you use them because you haven't used them for a while. But if you use a muscle daily, regularly, it's amazing how quickly. When I had the bike accident when I, um, 18 months ago now, uh, last year, sorry, it couldn't use my shoulder for three or four weeks and it just shrunk and just starts to freeze, becomes frozen. Just with three or four weeks of not using your shoulder, it just shrinks and it takes you months and months to get uh, it back to normal, sometimes years. And so faith's like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it becomes. Ever-increasing faith for healing, salvation, finances, protection, answers, and breakthrough. And then there's spiritual faith, which is a fruit of the Spirit. Remember, love, joy, peace, faith or faithfulness. It's a fruit that grows in our lives. And God says in Luke 16 that we need to be faithful in little things, faithful with worldly wealth, faithful with other people's things, and faithful with the true riches of the kingdom. So we have different types of faith, saving faith, daily faith, the fruit of the spirit faith. But today I want to look a bit more at the gift of faith, which is a supernatural impartation. It's a special quality of faith, sometimes called the faith for miracles. It enables a person to operate in miracles and is supernaturally given by the Holy Spirit. The difference between the gift of faith and working of miracles is that the gift of faith receives a miracle and the working of miracles works a miracle. One receives it, the other causes it to happen. Faith is not seeing those things that are as though they are not, but it's seeing those things that are not as though they are. So it's not denying reality, but as Abraham saw that they were too old to have a child, but by faith he said, if you've promised it, it's going to happen. So a spirit of faith will come where the natural mind says, that's impossible. There's no way that could work out. Some of you, God's promised that one day you're going to have your own home. You're thinking, that would be an absolute miracle. You know, we've rented for all these years and we're, not, we're going backwards financially, not forward. But if God's given you a promise, you need to hold on to that and say, God, you're going to show us how to get from where we are to that goal, that dream, that vision. And God makes ways where we keep moving forward in faith. When the gift of faith is working, you don't have to try and believe you know that you know that it will happen. That's what faith's like. I remember years ago, I used to pray for people and I would hope something happened. But a few years ago, something shifted and now when I pray for someone, I know something's happening. Sometimes I see the miracle. Sometimes I see a shift. But I know spiritually something's shifting in people's minds or hearts or bodies. And God takes you on a journey of faith where you pray and know, not just pray and hope. Hope is the beginning part of the journey. And God calls us to grow in faith. Smith Wigglesworth, that um, man of great faith, said that you often find that if you will make a step of faith and use your own level of faith that you as a Christian have, when you come to the end of that faith, very often this supernatural faith will take over. Often we get discouraged and pull back before we get to the end of our faith. But if you keep going, that's when God will sometimes put his deposit, his supernatural deposit of faith into your hearts. The reason it hasn't happened for some people is the fact that they don't always use the faith they have. We give in to doubt and fear. We pull back too quickly. The gift of faith produces a calmness, a confidence and authority in spite of the crisis or need. It often works with the gifts of healing 
and the working of miracles. Our God's a supernatural God and we should expect to see supernatural things happening regularly around us. And many of you are seeing that happen. If you're not, don't stay where you are. Say, God, I'm going to keep growing because you are a supernatural God and the closer I get to you, the more breakthroughs, the more strength, the more provision that comes. And it's like a faith comes. I remember years ago, I've told the story a few times, when uh, Sharon Minnis, Hayden's wife, was really sick and, and they said she couldn't have a baby and she was in there at a hospital all the time. One day she walked through the door and as she walked through, the Holy Spirit said, today's her day. And a gift of faith was given to me. I knew that I knew she was going to get healed that day. I couldn't even conceive that it wasn't going to happen. I knew that it was a gift of faith God put in my heart. So when we prayed for her, power of God touched her. She went back to the doctors and they were just amazed. They couldn't, they, what's happened? They couldn't say we'd misdiagnosed her because she'd had the condition for years. So she had all these facts and uh, things. And she was totally healed. And 12 months later, they had a beautiful little girl, Jessica, who's now 13. And her story was printed in the Woman's Weekly and went all over Australia and clearly acknowledged that this was a miracle from God. And I just knew, it's like when God gave me that gift of faith, I could not even conceive it wasn't going to happen. It was like I just knew that today God was going to do the miracle. I've often said, Lord, why don't I have that sort of faith every day? Wouldn't that be exciting? Every day, that yay! I'm not sure if we would be capable to live in that realm all the time. Jesus did. But as we grow in faith, he will trust us and he will give it. And, and you've got to be willing to step. And I could have said, oh, that'd be awesome. But I could have argued that away and think, well, what if I pray and nothing happens? Which is what most of us do. And that's what I used to do. But I knew in my heart that if I just took the step of faith and I said, Holy Spirit, what's my part in this miracle happening today? And he just gave me a real peace and said, when the worship's over, just call her up and pray for her. And I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew that she was going to get totally healed. And I had that happen sometimes. Mary Lynn's had the same. I remember when she was expecting Rachel only a few months into the pregnancy and, uh, and there was a threatened miscarriage. And so I'm heading off to church. It was only, we only had a small church, but I didn't have any assistant pastor. So I was down to preach. It happened on a Sunday morning. Guess what? That. And so she went, I dropped to the hospital and, and then I had to go and preach. But we prayed. And as she's in the hospital, the doctors and all the stuff say, it's over. This pregnancy is over. And they, they gave her no hope. But the Spirit of God came and said, you asked the Holy Spirit? Tell, tell us that little bit. I, I was... Um you know, faced with that, uh, they're about prepping me to go and have uh, DNC. To said it's all over, and and I just said, Holy Spirit, is that true? And He said, No, that's not true. Ask for a, a second opinion. Ask for a gynecologist. And I did. And and the guy that was um, the intern that was dealing with me lost it <laughs> and threw something around and was really cranky with me. But it was true. And I um, had an ultrasound and there was little Rachel and there was evidence of a bleed but she was perfectly fine and now she's, she was the girl that was singing up there. Yeah, 27 years old. So praise God. Hey, ask the Holy Spirit. Even in a bad situation, you can ask him. And, and that was a spirit of faith that came that she knew. She just knew that this child was a gift of God. And there are times when you face crisis where God will just give that faith to you. It will come more regularly when you're generally daily walking the step of faith and you're using all the faith that you know and there are times when God will just bring it 
to you. There have been times for finance. I remember we did a building program in the previous church at the Sunday Coast many years ago, and I was a young pastor. But God just gave me this total peace. We renovated squash courts and turned them into a church. We didn't have a big church, but all these tradesmen showed up, and within, within about three months, we turned a squash court into a church, and all the money just came in like that. It was just amazing. I said, God, he gave me the gift of faith to know, and I had no worries that it was ever going to happen. And God does that in seasons in your life. And I believe God wants us to make more room for the supernatural gift of faith. Nehemiah had the gift of faith. Mate, when he came and saw the problems and all the walls of the city that had been wrecked, and he looked at it, and he saw all the rubble and all the need, but God gave him a spirit of faith, and he said, you can lead these people and restore this. And everyone around, all the people around said, impossible, impossible, never could happen. God motivated him. He got, he got gifts of free timber from, from the king and all this stuff happened. And in 52 days, less than two months, they turned an impossible um, building site that was just chaos and broken. So in 52 days, they built the, rebuilt the whole walls of the city. That is unbelievable. Even today's world, that would be a really speedy uh, rebuild. And yet, when God gives a spirit of faith, that no matter what opposition came, he says, no, God's told us to do a great work and we will not back down or back away. God will give you a courage. It's a tenacious faith, but there's a peace and a strength that comes with it and you learn to rest in that rest of faith. Some of you look at me and say, boy, that's never happened to me. It can and it will because it's a gift of the Spirit. When you need it and when you enter into it, and God will sometimes just give it to you supernaturally like he did when Sharon walked through the door. Other times, it's a growing journey of faith. One of the most striking examples of faith in the Bible was the special power of God that came on Elijah on the Mount Carmel. 450 evil men there attacking the people of God, and he walks up and says, God, what are you up to? He says, get them to build the uh, altar, put the sacrifice on. They called out to their gods all morning and nothing happened. And then Elijah had this faith knowing. He was so confident, he started stirring them up. saying, maybe your gods are asleep. And started mocking and stirring them up. I mean, that was a danger. There's 450 of them and one of him. They could have taken him out any minute except God was with him. And there was no way that he was going to be destroyed. And so we see this gift of faith at work in his heart and his life. And then he came and the, he soaked it with water three times and then the fire from heaven came. And the prayer that he said in 1 Kings 18 in th- verse 36 says, At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and I'm your saved servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. And the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God! The Lord, He is God! Well, when you see fire come from heaven, something happens. But if Elijah hadn't stepped up with the spirit of faith, and refused to be intimidated by all the opposition, that miracle never would have happened. We give in too easy. We give in to doubt and unbelief. Jesus exercised the gift of faith when he stopped the storm that was going to sink the, the boat. Mark eleven twenty two says, Jesus replied, Have faith in God constantly. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, 
Whoever says this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. For this reason I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. Faith is the currency of heaven to receive God's strength, provision, help, resource, breakthrough for your soul. And it's an amazing journey of faith. I remember when I was a young pastor, our senior pastor on the Sunshine Coast, he says, whatever you do, be a man of the Spirit and a man of faith. He used to say it to me all the time. He says, doesn't matter all the other stuff you can do or can't do, but if you don't get that right, all the other doesn't amount to much. And I've never forgotten that. Be a man and a woman of the Spirit and of faith. And so we've spent our life pursuing learning how to live out this journey of faith. In Acts 3, the gift of faith came on Peter. Remember the crippled man at the gate of the temple? He's asking for some money, some food. And Peter says, we don't have any money. Sounds like some of us, hey, we are people ask, no, I don't know, my pockets are empty, my wallet's empty. But in the name of Jesus Christ, what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, walk. This crippled man, he could have sat there thinking, I've never walked in my life. How can I walk if I've never walked in my life? But there was a spirit of faith that came through Peter and when he spoke to him and then he reached out his hand and says, come on, let's stand up and walk. Faith came and turned the impossible into the possible and that transformed that whole church service and that whole town and that community. And in verse 16 of Acts 3, it says, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Wow. Unbelief is where you don't have the faith to believe God's word and promises. But doubt occurs when you have once believed, but now your fears, circumstances, or other people's words are robbing you of your faith. So unbelief says, no, I, I just can't believe it'll happen. And some of us have been in that journey. Oh, I, I, it might happen for them, but I just can't believe it can happen for me. And some of us were like that before we met Jesus. Can't believe that God could accept me and turn my life around. Maybe you're here today and saying, well, I'm not good enough. And would God really give me a second chance or change my life? But then as you hang around Christians and the word of God starts to get in, faith grows. But doubt is when you've once believed, but then you start to doubt, could it happen in this circumstance? And the enemy will try and rob you with doubt. He'll try and say, well, could God save our marriage? Could God really provide a way with a new job? We've been out of work for months. How, how could God do that? But faith will say, God, I believe you will make a way. You will make a way. You will, you will set me free from this addiction. Lord, you would, you would rescue and break through in our family. And we can't control everything because God's God, but he wants us to partner with him in faith and see what he'll do. And it's amazing what will happen. Use your faith and feed your faith on God's word and on testimonies. So just to wrap it up today, the gift of faith is required to break through in certain circumstances. Daniel had the gift of faith when he was thrown in the lion's den. We read these Sunday school stories. What an amazing story that was. Bunch of hungry lions. Some say, well, they weren't hungry. Well, the next morning we found out they were very hungry when the enemies got thrown in and they were chomped up. But when he was in the lion's den, he had this total 
spirit of faith over him and says, God, you've said you'll look after me. Wow. How awesome. So for protection, God can bring the spirit of faith. Secondly, it's used for supernatural provision of food or resource in the time of need or even a famine. As was the case when Elijah was fed by the ravens or crows. I'm not sure if I want my food delivered by crows, but that's what happened. The crows every morning and night would come and bring him, bring him his food for weeks. How awesome is that? So God can provide in supernatural way. The gift of faith is used when, to raise people from the dead. Lazarus. Jesus came and had the spirit of faith and he was raised from the dead. God will give you a spirit of faith to raise dead dreams and broken promises to life again. Not many of us will have the privilege of raising someone physically from the dead, but there's a whole lot of times you can bring a raise something, a dream, a promise, a hope that's died, and you can raise it to life by speaking into it, declaring, in Jesus' name, there is a way. And the gift of faith is often used when you are casting out an evil spirit. You're trusting God to honor his word when you command a spirit to come out and release the person in Jesus' name. So every time you pray for someone and they get free from a stronghold of darkness, intimidation, lies of the enemy, when you speak the name of Jesus and say, in Jesus' name, be free, a, a spirit of faith is an operation that you can see that darkness flee from a person's life. And God wants us to walk in this spirit of faith more and more, because we want to change our world, we need faith in Christ. We need His supernatural working more and more and more. One more scripture in 2 Corinthians 4.13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself wow wow it's a gift of faith and God offers us a whole lot of gifts and at times he will give us the gift of the spirit of faith God wants you to spirit to respond and believe some of you are facing difficult or impossible situations maybe for yourself or your family or your workplace we've got a huge challenge across our nation right now that's trying to tear the very fabric of our society apart we need a whole lot of people that have a spirit of faith and trust in God and calling upon His name because our God is a mighty God. And regardless of what happens in the days and weeks and months ahead, our God is greater. Our God is awesome. And we speak the truth in love. We show grace and kindness and we minister life to broken humanity. Today, God wants us to have more understanding how this gift of faith works. I just say, Lord, let it arise. Let it arise. When I'm with Pastor Abram in India, he, he walks in this all the time because they've got totally impossible situations just about every day. The phone rings. I said, what's that one about? He'll tell me the story. I think, okay, let's believe in Jesus' name. And days or weeks later, he gets another call. It's turned around. I said, that's awesome. He says, well, that's what we prayed, didn't we? And I thought, that's just how he lives. That's why I love hanging out with him. Because he's walked in the spirit of faith for a long time. And God's calling you and I. That's not just for the, for the pastor. This is for all of us as we need it. Some of you as parents, when a child's been sick or they've, 
they've fallen and injured themselves and, and you, you think, oh, they've got head injuries and, and you pray and all of a sudden a spirit of faith comes and say, no, God, you're going to turn this around. God, I've got a peace that you're in charge no matter what the symptoms are and you walk through the journey. There are people here that have long-term strongholds and generational curses over families of alcoholism or drug addiction or destruction and poverty and the Spirit of God saying, arise and take a hold by faith that God can turn this around. Let's stand in His presence right now. And I just for the next few minutes, I'm going to believe that God's going to stir our faith. For some of you, the gift of faith will begin to arise in your heart. Some of you have been through bankruptcy. You've been through loss and brokenness. But the Spirit of God's saying, there's a way. There's hope. And God wants to give a spirit of faith in your heart. For others that have had it, God wants to stir it up again because the doubts sort of come and think, wow, that's really difficult. God's giving you a dream of having this amazing ministry or an amazing business or profession. God's given you that and today He's stirring it up again. He's stirring it up again. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.